TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 543, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom, and I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida. Hi, this is Yusun from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. Hey, this is Peter. I live in Hollywood and write for whysoblue.com. And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, let's start off with the news, and there is a lot of news. Let's start off with the bloodbath that was the CW. So CW canceled overall this season uh, 10 shows, but yesterday they announced seven of them, um, including, well, they had already canceled Legends of Tomorrow, but we have Legacies, Charmed, In the Dark, Roswell, New Mexico, um, Charmed, uh, what am I missing? Am I forgetting? Dynasty. Something? Dynasty. Yeah, that, that's why I'm missing. Naomi. <laughs> Naomi and the 4400. Um, and then they picked up three pilots. They picked up, uh, here we go. Gotham Knights, Walker Independence, which is a spinoff of Walker, Te- Texas Ranger, I'm assuming. And then the supernatural prequel, the, the Winchesters. Yep. So, and and here's a fun fact. Um, all three main characters from Supernatural are, in, each one of them are in the other shows. So, you've got uh, the, <laughs> the, the guy who plays Castiel is in Gotham Knights as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, Harry Gordon, I got it wrong. Uh, then we have Jared Padalecki with the Walkers, and we have Jensen Eccles with the Winchesters. So the boys are back <laughs> on different shows. <laughs> on different shows, but they're back. They can wave to each other. Uh, Fox has canceled uh, our kind of people and pivoting. The rookie spinoff that we were talking about earlier has been picked up to series. Hillary Feds. The rookie Feds. Who's, who's, who's the spinoff for? You gotta uh, watch, if you did if you watch the rookie, they show it. Like they, they already did the back backdoor pilot as a two part rookies that apparently Yusin hasn't watched. So yeah, I think I missed it. I, yeah. I saw the latest episode. Yeah, well, the two before were the backdoor pilot, and that's all the new characters. Okay. Um, and then Hillary Swank has a new drama that's a go at ABC. Um, Wonder Years, The Connors, Big Sky got picked up also at ABC. True Lies was ordered to series at CBS, and that show that we all hated, Nine Perfect Strangers, has been renewed at Hulu. What? Yep. Yikes. I I said we all hated it. I don't know. I just know it got renewed. Wow. I just report the news, man. I'm not making the decisions. Where right, are they so, even? Go- I mean, would it be another Nine Perfect Strangers somewhere I'm else? Assuming, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it would wrap be... that up completely. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I didn't even make it to the end, so I didn't even know if it got wrapped up. Oh, you're lucky. I did. Uh, I, I should have bailed and didn't. <laughs> I need to start keeping a track of shows that I I should build a networks for. <laughs> I watched this to the end. You owe me. <laughs> All right, Tom, what news do you have? Okay. Also part of the cancellation bloodbath, CBS canceled Magnum, Be Positive, United States of Al, 
Good Sam and how we roll. Well, Good Sam needed to be canceled because I love Jason Isaacs and I didn't like him on that show. So I needed him the show to be canceled so he can go on and be on the show that I want to watch. So. <laughs> that is so selfish of you. Absolutely. But I, I tried I tried to watch Good Sam for him and I hated his character. I didn't like the show. I didn't like anything about it. And I was like, oh my God, hope don't be a hit. Yay. Go ahead. Um, ABC. You jinxed it. You jinxed it. ABC also picked up a million little things and home economics. And they also and they announced that the LA revival with Blair Underwood is dead on arrival. Yep. Um, Amazon announced that Jack Ryan season four will be its fourth and final season, and they're prepping a Michael Pena spinoff. He's got a character that's being introduced from the Jack Ryan universe in season three, and that are in season four, and then he'll probably get his own show. Upload got picked up for what uh, did season... upload? Oh, okay. Uh, Miguel Bernardo and Renata Notney are set for the Zorro update at Amazon. Uh, CBS ordered Fire Country. Uh, the pilot, formerly known as Cal Fire, which is being shot in Vancouver, uh, with Ma- Max Therio from SEAL Team. Uh, they picked up uh, East. Uh, so Help Me Todd with Skylar Aston, East New York, a drama series. And no comedy pilots are going forward at CBS. None? F- Does that mean no. they're out of the comedy business? No comedy pilots. They 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 renewed some of their comedy. The previously renewed comedies are fine, but the other ones, nope. Uh, the FBI trilogy, uh, FBI, Most Wanted, and International, each were renewed for two seasons. And CW also renewed All American Homecoming. Hulu canceled Modoc. They passed on Rodham, the Henry Rodham series that nobody requested, with Claire Danes and Dakota Fanning. Twentieth TV will shop it around. And they ordered the Onyx Collective's first comedy series, Unprisoned, with Kerry Washington and Delroy Lindo. Dad gets out of prison, moves in with daughter and her kids. Hilarity ensues. Uh, I don't know if that's funny, but anyway, go ahead. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, NBC renewed American Auto, Grand Crew, Law & Order, Law & Order, Organized Crime, and Young Rock. Uh, Bridgerton season three has recast Francesca with Hannah Dodd. Uh, Tyler Hecklin has been confirmed for the Teen Wolf reunion. And Ste- uh, Stephanie Beatriz will join Anthony Mackie in the Twisted Metal series adaptation at Peacock. Stars canceled Shining Veil season two. And Libby, I think you wanted to talk about why CW especially was so bloody for cancellation. Uh, it was a combination of the fact that the CW is being sold both yep. CBS and Warner Brothers want out of, of their partnership, and they're trying to sell it wholesale to uh, a, uh, basically a local company, entertainment company. And uh, the other thing is because everybody has their streaming, nobody wants to sell the Netflix, and half of those shows were only profitable because of their Netflix deals. So... If there's no Netflix deals, those shows aren't – they can't make money making those shows. Yeah, but CBS is Paramount Plus and Warner Brothers is HBO Max, so Netflix – Well, the only thing is they actually wanted – there were two shows they actually wanted to keep, which was Legends of Tomorrow and Legacies. They wanted to keep both of those shows, but the actual studio that owns them wouldn't uh, do the deal. 
Warner Brothers? Uh, they said that the, they, they said the studio. That's all it said was the studio what? that owns them, which which is Warner Brothers. Yeah, uh, they basically didn't want to keep renting out the space where. Oh, where they're shot. Where they're shot, and oh, wow. so they 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 were at the point where they had to renew the deal to rent the spaces out, and they were like, nah. So that's that's part of that's why they uh, got canceled. Those those two shows were definitely on the bubble and would not have necessarily been canceled, except that that deal kind of broke through. Yeah, but they both needed to go. They were creatively out of juice. Uh, an article I read said Next Star uh, expect a lot of Canadian produced content. Oh yeah, for CBS or CW. Yeah, that... for Next Star with if when Next Star buys CW. Uh, yeah, because I think there's also like three... a lot of unscripted shows. I yeah, understand. yeah, it's gonna just be cheap. Uh, CW is just gonna be a cheap, cheap, cheap network from now on. Yeah, more reason <laughs> not to watch CW. Yes. All right, let's move on with the shows. First up, we're gonna talk about Barry, and this was episode three, and it was a good episode. I think last week's episode was better, just because of the scariness of the whole relationship between Barry and um. Kuzumano. No, that's Kuzuno. Uh, this week's episode started off with like, you know, they're doing, you know, they're doing their lines. And I have to say, I called it like right before it happened, which was they're doing the scene and he has to say, I forgive you. And I was like, he's not going to be able to do it. He's going to do something crazy. He's not going to be able to do it. And he smacked the crap out of Barry. Which I thought was great. And then he runs away because he's like, oh, crap. But but Barry, what I think is interesting is instead of going after him, it just kind of fell back into his depressive state and was like, oh, my life sucks. What do you got me to do? You want me to blow something up? I'll blow something up. I'm not sure where they're going with Barry's character this season. So I think that was kind of my, like, what is happening issue this week. Um... What did you guys think? Somebody. It, it seems like they're setting up for the end game since this is the final season. And, yeah, obviously, and, yeah. Use your imagination, but yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think the thing that's really interesting is Kuzino's reactions are... I mean, they're, he's exercising what little agency he has because he realized that if he strays too far his loved ones are in danger but barry's he's going starting to go off the reservation a bit mm-hmm. i mean not that he hasn't been off the reservation before so i i have a feeling that this may not this will not be one of those happy-go-lucky series endings oh no know. yeah barry barry is uh, he, but i think he's kind of suicidal right now so that makes sense oh uh, yeah and but he was like when he was telling kuzino like what do we say? Thank you. <laughs> like all of that was crazy. Uh, Allison, your thoughts? Uh, no, I thought it was another terrific episode, and I loved that bit with with Cousineau. Um And I could, like you, I could see it was building and building, and there's part of my brain going, "Don't do it! Don't do it! You know what they'll do." <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was that that was great. I'm also really interested in what's going on with Fuchs who's, you know, stuck all the way off in Chechnya in a goat farm um, and has pretty much had it with that. Uh, so I, I, I'm i interested to see how they're going to reintegrate him because they're, you know, they've, de- they've 
kept them apart for obvious reasons. And obviously it's not going to be a, a happy family reunion between the two of them. But I, I'm looking forward to how that's going to pay off. And uh, it's just overall, I, I like seeing all the different threads coming together. So I, I think, you know, I'm, ju I'm just hoping that this ends uh, <laughs> with a bang. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that they will. I have, I have real confidence that they know where they're going with this show. I, I sit corrected. I just Googled, evidently there will be a Barry season four. Huh. Really? Boy, it does, it does feel like I the end. I heard that this was at the end too. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw an uh, just saw an article that evidently it's written and will start filming the by the end of the year. So. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know what you. Well, I don't know. I, I was I, uh, I, Peter. Peter hasn't spoken yet. What did you think, Peter? Wait, I thought that uh, it was good. No, no, I liked the episode, but um, Allison, for some reason, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I thought Fuchs. I, I thought last week's episode. Fuchs is like stranded in the middle of nowhere, and it's like, oh my god! This week's episode, I could have swore there's a conversation where he's where he he kind of likes where he is, right? Yeah, but it's they they, they did have that. Yeah. And then later on, he's obviously lying. Right. He's he's like trying to make a a thing about how yeah he's couldn't be happier and he's totally fine, and then later it's like get me out of here. Oh, uh, I missed that. Okay, all right. Because yeah. I was like, I kind of liked that he was liking where he was. I was like, oh, I kind of like. Well, that. up until he okay. thought Barry didn't care about him anymore, and then he was like, I need to get back, like, because his uh, life is all about Barry. He he can't help himself. Um, but I no no, I like the episode. I like the slap. Yes, when Gene hit him, I thought that was really good. And yes, the 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 scene that you also said when he's like, "What do we say? Thank you." I thought that was continuing how the last episode ended. With this like power, you know, this um, power that Barry has over him. Um, I oh, I also liked the little bit where I think it's Elisa Fisher from eighth grade. She's being interviewed about working with Sally and about like, and then something happens where they bring up Sally's boyfriend from seeing that incident. So she like is kind of uncomfortable. So, hey, he's a great guy. Like I thought that was pretty good too. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that was good. All right, thumbs up. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Better Call Saul. And I think this, oh, what episode number this is, maybe five or six. The uh, name is Black and Blue. <laughs> <laughs> so Boy, this, this one, what what I really liked about this episode was this was the part where Hamlin finally figured out what was, well, sort of what was going on. Like, he realized, he started putting stuff together. He goes, wait a minute. They're like, he's like, I don't have a drug problem. He's like, I have a Jimmy problem. <laughs> I have a Jimmy problem. <laughs> Which I thought was great. And then I was like, uh-oh. So the only thing about Hamlin is he thinks, like, it's not that Jimmy's a mastermind. It's just that Jimmy's a better con man. And so as much as Hamlin thinks that he can go up against Jimmy, Jimmy thinks like three, four steps ahead in his con. And I don't know if Hamlin thinks as far ahead. And also you have the factor of they have guards on them to protect them from L L Lola, Lula, whatever that Lalo. dude's name, L Lalo. Lalo. Uh, so he's got a private detective on um, Saul. And I was like... So Saul now has a private detective following him, plus 
the the Frings men. So is it like going to be like a parade where he goes now? Like, uh, so I thought that was kind of funny and could be very interesting. But I also think that they knew that he'd figure it out. Like, it feels like that's part of their plan. Well, it, it, there was a cryptic line. Kim tells Jimmy, it's like, uh, you know, why did you even do it with him? And then one of them says, because he doesn't know what's coming next. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are you two? I just, boy, I kind of wish y'all need to cut your losses because I just think that the potential for something going really wrong is there. And it's like, you know, how how far do you need to grind down this guy? Well, I mean, granted, he talked down to Kim and made her feel small. And I get that. But I feel like they are genuinely trying to destroy his career, which feels like an overreaction to the situation. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I what My feelings are, because it is so outrageous, Howard is not a monster person. No, he's, he's, he's not. not a terrible person at all. And yet, you know, there's so much animus that right. they, they've got toward him. And what I think is really going on is, at least from Jimmy's perspective, the the person who he really needs to go after is his brother. Is his brother, and right. his brother's dead. His and he can't do anything. So he's transferred all his rage over to Howard just right. because he was his partner and he backed him in right. various. I mean, without even knowing why, where all of this was coming from. Um, so he blames Howard. So Howard is getting all of this anger that should have been directed at Chuck. Correct. Uh, and no, I think Chuck... I think what. Oh, Sorry. I know. I think what what Kim is doing is that I think without Jimmy, she would have just kind of, you know, written off. She wouldn't have liked being talked down to, but she would have just written it off and moved on. But I think she's feeding off of Jimmy and she's being influenced to except to that he did that except that Jimmy very clearly was like, are you sure you want to do this? We can let it go. Like he totally was like. We can let this go. We don't have to do this. Are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, and he genuinely was ready to let this let this slide. And she was the one who's like, no, 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 we got to do it. Yeah, you know, I know, but I think that it's that influence. They influence each other. I don't think that he's like dragging her into it. Like, yeah, we got to do this. But I think she seeing him and seeing what he does. That is what's acting. As yeah, the they're they are actually in a toxic relationship. I agree. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's not like at you know Johnny Depp Amber Heard levels, but <laughs> it ain't great. And Howard's not completely blameless because Chuck was the one who talked Howard into keeping Jimmy down, and Howard did not have to go along with that. No. So his hands well, are- but he's you know his partner is telling him to do certain things, so he kind of. He kind of owes. First of all, and also he, fi- yeah, and he figures that, partner. yeah, and he also figures that Chuck knows Jimmy better, so yeah. he's following his lead. You know what I'm saying? And he does admit he was wrong, but he was following his lead. None of it was his idea. So my thing and is, he tries to make up for it and gets it thrown in his face. Correct. So I, I don't think he's blameless, but I don't think he's he no. He, I don't think he deserves. No, no, exactly. Yeah. He's not evil. He's just petty and venal. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't deserve having everything taken from him, which is what they're going for. 
Okay, what was the deal with the opening sequence of the show? I have uh, that 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 they made the 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 award right. That yeah. award. Well, they all I know is what is his name? Lala, Lola, Lala. Lalo, Lala. whatever his name is. He ends up stealing it in the episode. Uh, that's yeah, what he it, steals. It's, it's... The, the the that whole thing you know that that's where I kind of felt like why was it important to see this? I mean yes it was a, an award that was obviously given to the the engineer architect, yeah. who, the architect right. who who built the uh, the oh the there was a key underneath lab. it that was what it was there was a hidden key underneath the award when oh, he picks okay. it up you can see that there's a key taped to it. So he okay, stole so it not, to get the key. I, I thought that that was just I thought that that was just a, a label from the company that made it. I didn't realize that no, was a key. It's, it's a key. Okay, I, I thank you. That may all right. So that makes sense okay. now. Yeah, because I was just wondering why are we spending so much time on this? Well, the thing that's weird too is, and also terrifies me about Fring, is that he knows that the dude's coming for him. Oh, and yeah. so he's playing chess in his head, trying to figure out all that dude, every move that guy's going to make, right? And so he figures it's all going to end inside this site. The lab. The, the lab, right? And then so he hides a gun there for himself for later. And I was like, dude. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the fact that he could play all the, the moves in his head to the point where He's like, okay, and we're going to do this, and then that's going to happen, and then we're going to end up here, and then blah, 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 and then I'm going to hear here, and then I'm going to end up down. Because he looks around the site to figure out where to hide the gun, and he's playing the whole thing in his head, and he's like, and so the gun belongs here. And I was like, man, I totally got to see how this plays out. <laughs> well, that's why Gus is the last one standing for the longest no. time. You know, I mean, it's, he, he does outthink everybody else around him. Almost everybody until almost until that last Walter bit. White. <laughs> well, Walter White is not necessarily smarter than Frank. He's just more unpredictable. Like that was the problem is he couldn't get inside Walter's head. Well, the thing that's you know Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Oh yep. wow, that's why uh, he chose that name. Yeah, so he couldn't get inside because Walter's not a criminal. Criminal. He's not like. The kind of people that Fring is used to dealing with, that's not Walt. And so he can't figure out what Walt's going to do in a given situation. Because sometimes Walt acts like a civilian, and sometimes Walt acts like a killer. And he's like, "Ah, what do I do? (laughs) Um, But anyway, let's move on. It was a really good episode. Why don't you you think Kim told Jimmy that she knows that... uh... Well, because he's she's freaking out, and she doesn't want him to freak out too. And okay. also, he just said, "Oh, thank God, he's dead." You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk the rookie. And this week's episode was about basically everybody. It was it, literally it, it, about everybody. That's true too. Everybody had a little bit of story. But I'd say the main story is that Nolan made enemies with the wrong of the wrong people, and he got to do a ride along with the sergeant, the chief. I don't know. Captain. His, captain. Captain. Is he a captain? I, yeah, sure. I don't know his rank. Um, and it was all 
Oh, this is the Mother's Day one, right? So everybody right. was all about having a really good Mother's Day. And so, yeah, we got to spend time with everyone. And at the end of the day, Nolan ended up uh, in trouble to where they sent him on a mission so that he so that he'll be forced to miss an exam that he'd been studying for for months because this guy is and petty. only comes around every two years. Yeah, and because that dude is super petty, I was like, dude, what kind of jerk oh you have to God. be? Yeah, isn't that like nine zero two one zero, Dad? I think right. Is that nine? Am I wrong? What are you talking about? Who's nine zero two one zero? The commissioner, the the guy who is trying to bury Nolan in the well, middle. First of, of all, nowhere, I've never right? seen nine zero two one zero, so I can't oh. answer your question. I, I, I it was like twenty years ago, but I thought, wow, he looks the same, and I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment though, because maybe he looked like a old dude when he was like 20 years ago i don't know but anyway i i'm pretty sure he's a 90210 dad i mentioned it because he was so nice on that show and he's such a jerk uh on this show but um i'm sorry i interrupted no no no. go ahead that's all oh, i have to say so so um yeah you know i'm back on the the rookie you know horse I use train all the time. Um, it, you know, it was a little slow going at some point, and I thought it was meandering. I always mention how much I like uh, that they incorporate stories for every single one of the characters. Um, this episode, I thought it was actually too many, except that it's a Mother's Day episode, so I get it. They checked in with everybody, uh, and some of the stories kind of crossed over, so that was fine. Um, yeah, I thought it was like a fine episode, one of one of rookies like fine episodes. It's not you know amazing or anything. The other main like um, crime of the week or whatever you know that is sort of the main story uh, of just the crime of the week was um, the. I thought it was I thought it was you know fun, small with a captain and. Nolan have to babysit uh, uh, a witness protection guy. Oh, yeah, and then that guy immediately like, but it's Mother's Day. I have to say, give her our present. They're like, you do understand what witness protection is, right? You can't go see your mom. And he's like, but it's Mother's Day. He was cracking me up. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was funny. The show does do a really, you know, and it's a hard thing to do of mixing the humor and just, you know, straight drama. It's always done that really well. And um, even in that scene or that storyline, because he goes to go horseback riding with his mom, you know, which is super random, except it's not because then that turns out to be the captain's gift to his wife because he had poorly planned for Mother's Day. So the job does, the show does a really nice job of just inter you know, twining the shows. I will say two mentions though, because they're moving the stories forward. I think we've all, or whoever's still watching Rookie, talks about how um, the the prosecutor, or the sorry, I, the attorney and his wife, uh, especially the attorney, the story has gotten super boring. So they're now finally giving him, you know, the start of a path, which is he's going to probably switch to being a prosecutor because he thinks he can do more good within the system. So I was relieved because I was like, I cannot watch any more of his boring storyline. And lastly, for you shippers out there, um, it's so funny because, uh, you know, um, I forgot his character name, but uh, Chen's former T.O., um, you know, he is dating that woman, and this entire time I was thinking, really? Are they going to send them off into the sunset together, uh, apparently in Hawaii? Um, and and I and as, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I guess Chen is not into him, and I guess... No, she is absolutely into yeah. him. No, no, this is what I'm saying. So I was watching the show mid, like, mid-scenes, and I thought... Oh, I I thought she was into him. What's that all about? And then when she believes that he proposed to her, like fake proposed, and then finds out 
that it was a fake proposal. I mean, they let the cat out of the bag, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is a super slow burn. I was like, they, I mean, they dragged it out for a season and a half until they finally, 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 finally make it very clear that she is into him. And I'm happy about that because I have always been shipping those guys, and I really thought, oh, they're switching him off. Her, her, yeah, switching him off. But So I'm kind of excited about that. I know it's a small thing, but kind of not because it's they've been pulling it out for like a, a season and a half so yeah i thought it was a good episode they moved a bunch of people forward a lot of the stories interacted and and uh i thought most of it was cute so you know i was happy uh, uh peter your your thoughts um i mean pretty much agree with you sin um yeah i don't really uh, nothing really to add um <laughs> yes I, and i and i am shipping tim and chen so yes happy about that um but uh but yeah yeah it was solid i mean i I was more just happy to to be away from the backdoor FBI pilot, trainer, yeah. backdoor pilot thing. So, but it wasn't like some amazing episode or anything. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, like cool. Uh, next up, Tom. Let's talk about Su- Superman and Lois, since you were chomping hey. at the bit to talk about it last week. So, you go ahead and lead it off. What do you want to talk about? So, the last two episodes were uh, quite good. The first one was uh, we get to see what Clark was doing on Bizarro World. And, of course, what's funny is they do the the classic comic book tropes. You know, Bizarro World is square. and But instead of playing everybody as crazy and stupid, it's just that in that world, Jonathan has powers and Jordan is the normal uh, Kent twin. And then... uh, Basically, also an homage to comic books, when Jordan's powers manifest, um, Clark keeps him as, or sorry, they call him Cal, keeps him as a secret weapon, which is what they did with Supergirl back in the 50s when Supergirl first appeared. And then there was a situation where Dad wasn't around, so so, uh, uh, Jonathan has to do the super thing by himself and his dad's mad and he's not. And so he wears a version of a costume very similar to the Superboy uh, Connell after the, uh, the reign of Superman storyline in the, in the mid early nineties. But then things start to go bad because he gets too big for his britches. And then, and then he uh, joins a cult. Yeah. And he basically, that version of Allie sucks him in and that's what starts to turn the family apart, and that's what drives uh, Bizarro Cal into our universe. And then we know how that ends because uh, the general, general Anderson goes cray cray and kills him, not realizing he's a threat. And then Anderson, our Anderson, shows up in their universe, and they take him out. And uh, basically, the episode ends with. Uh, with Jonathan going to our Earth and trying to merge with our Jonathan. And so, of course, Superman gets back just in time to stop that from happening. But then he he escapes and he's wreaking havoc in town and he goes after Lana. Well, I mean, you don't have to give me play-by-play. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, because I saw the episode. Okay. Just, it, it, it was really interesting and finally, the after, after, all, the, after all the whole kerfuffle, um... The episode ends with the Kent family having a family meeting and voting to tell Lana the truth because her duplicate is coming from her. Yeah, her duplicate is coming to absorb her, so she needs to know. 
Yeah. She needs to know because she's in danger. And of course, the next episode we'll get, I think next week, is going to be the obligatory, I can't believe you didn't tell me all these years, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's, a trope, that's a trope I'd like to see. Well, the out. only thing I would say what I didn't like, because I did like all the Bizarro World stuff. That was pretty cool. But what I didn't like was back in the regular world when Clark comes back, his whole family's like, we need to tell all the people we want to tell our secret. Everybody's like, Jonathan, or yeah, Jordan, Jordan writes a letter to, to tell oh. the girlfriend yeah. and, some, and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, what do you, like, all this pressure they're putting on Superman to spill his secret, I find that annoying. It's his secret. Stop it. So I was just really irritated. But, and he was like, look, I just saw another world where they let the secret out and their family got destroyed. He's like, I obviously made the right call. And they're like, rah, 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 rah. So, yeah, I, that part I didn't like. But the rest of it I did. So that was a thumbs up for me. Yeah, the irony is, of course, in the, in the current comic, well, in the John Byrne continuity, Lana was the one he told as a teenager, not Pete Ross. So. But that no, was good. I wish they hadn't keep splitting this season up in ad nauseum because we have to wait till the end of the month to get the last two episodes. It's like, really? I don't know. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about The Flight Attendant, and we're going to talk about the premiere of Season 2, the first two episodes. And I am only in Season 1, so I'm going to act like I can't hear you guys. Um, I'm going to let me just jump in before I hit mute because I'm not caught up. No, we're only going to talk the first two, Peter. I know, but I just I guess I just wanted to say that because of Allison and Tom talking so much about it and liking it, I binged the first season in one night. I watched like all (laughs) eight episodes or whatever. And I don't it's a weird show where I think Kaylee Kuko is pretty compelling. I like her character. I like her performance. I really like Zoe. Is it Zosie Mamet? Is that her name? Tom? Uh, Zosa, Zosha. Zosa. It's David Mamet's daughter. Um, I think she's terrific. I do think um, the issue I had with the first season, while it was super compelling, was I don't really think it's much of an actual... It's one of those things where the mystery isn't really great, but it's so well executed that it's hard to stop watching. But, like, what the actual mystery was, I'm like, eh, it's not really that big of a deal. But I was very into it and everything. Uh, season two, I've only seen two episodes. That's and, all we're talking. We're talking the first yeah, two. I like I like the move to Los Angeles. Um, I like where they're taking her character now that she's in AA. I think that's, like, kind of interesting and everything. Um, but I've only seen two so I'm going to duck out and let uh, Allison and Tom talk about no, this. So we Peter, we're only talking, talking the first two, so you <laughs> don't need to duck out. Duck out Peter. Wait, I thought there, thought there was like five episodes. We're only talking, yeah, the, only first talking the first two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm and mean, you're the person who's probably most acquainted with those because Allison and I are, are caught up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I, the, I'm not liking... The only thing I don't like about the new season so far... Well, not only, but... One of the things I don't like about the, the new season is there's these there's a couple that like early on like clone her phone they like you know they get her data and now they're I guess they're they're basically broken in they're saying they're in A or B and B but they're like there's like an older couple that they have held in a closet like that thing's kind of lame I'm just like oh who cares about this you know but like the whole thing where Cassie's like I keep I I think I saw someone who looks just like me. She has the same tattoo, and then there's a bloody wig. What does that mean? I hope that pays off well because I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, 
and I, I'm not sure. I'm not like, I, I um, this is going to sound like a weird detour, but one of my favorite shows about, um, I guess like, uh, addiction and, and, and substance abuse was the CBS show mom. And, um, I mean, it was a sitcom or whatever, but one of the things they never really did though, was that the Anna Ferris character never falls off the wagon. Like other characters do, Alice and Jenny's characters does, but she doesn't. And I'm thinking about that when I watched this show, because I was like, well, like Cassie is such a train wreck and she can't get out of her way because she drinks so much in the first season. And now she's a year sober and her, her, her older versions are telling her she just needs to drink. She's so boring now. And I'm like, do I want that to happen? On the other end, if you want to deal with that kind of subject matter in a, a more genuine way that does happen. I mean, like addicts do fall off the wagon. Like it's a struggle their whole lives. So there's a part of me that's like, I'm rooting for her not to drink again, but I would feel like it would sort of narratively be a cop out if she doesn't. Cause I was like, I mean, I don't know. Again, you guys are, I think seen more of it, but that's where I sort of stand on instead of her having a murderer in her brain, she has the drunk versions of herself, which I like. I think that's interesting. So I'm I'm liking it. I don't think the mysteries as compelling as the first season, um, but I still really like her. So yes, I'm enjoying it. Allison, um, well, I'll, I will say that when I started watching second season because I really was a fan of the first. And the the second season does not have as big an opening. I agree with Peter. It's the first the, the the what gets the 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 action going is not as strong. You don't have this big murder at the beginning, and then her the murder victim living in her head the rest of the time. Um, so I I think you know my my feelings about the show was well, it's watchable. It's kind of entertaining. Um, but it's not it's not up to the level of first season. The thing is with second season, and I'm not going to go into spoilers or anything, but I will say that it's more of a slow burn and it builds on itself as it goes along. So although I was I was, you know, it was a pleasant enough show. It's not bad to watch at the beginning, but it wasn't exciting. Didn't there's nothing that really grabs you. Um, all, but it does keep ratcheting up as as each episode goes by and it it does keep improving so i would say even if you're not super excited about the beginning stick with it because it does keep getting better and it builds on itself and it well, goes good. in places that it goes in places emotionally certainly that the first season never did and and i really appreciate that um as far as the storyline is concerned uh, there you know cassie is is trying is she's she's in AA she's um, presumably been sober for a year she's getting her life together she lives in Los Angeles she has a new boyfriend um, who seems to be really serious about her everything seems to be going really super well until she takes this one flight where uh, she she gets involved with watching a guy who's murdered right in front of her his car is blown up and the next thing she knows there is someone who is pretending to be her 
and I mean really pretending to be her, like, you know, taking her clothes and checking her out of the, the hotel, and people think that this person is her, and it keeps going on. And it also seems to tie into these two con artists who clone her phone and seem to be stealing her identity in other ways. And it, it, in, in the beginning, there's, there's the assumption that these two must be linked in some way, but we don't know what yet. Um, so all of that kind of like it's it's more confusing, honestly, than intriguing at the beginning. But mm -hmm. it does it. The ship does right itself. It does. It does connect. Everything eventually does pay off. I will say that much. Um, not how it's going to do that, but, you know, that it does. And I I really I think the, the show is good enough at the beginning to be entertaining. It's not like a slog, but keep with it because it really it pays off. And, and one of the things that I thought was really interesting they did with season two versus season one. Season one, Zosha Mamet was the bestie who's got it all together. Season two, she's kind of a mess herself. Yeah. And that was that's kind of an interesting counterpoint because, yeah, I don't want to say too much because I don't, I don't want to get past where we're talking about today. But, yeah, it's uh, – keep watching. That's all, all right. right. I think it, the show overall gets much deeper into into the characters. We yeah. learn so much more about about Annie, her her best friend, um, uh, Rosie Perez. Her characters co comes back later, and we we get more into what's going on with her, um, and even even Cassie's brother. We learn a lot more about. So I, I yeah, we we get so much more about these people and more on it, not just on a detail level, but in an emotional level, which is really wonderful i think they do a great job guys we gotta season. wrap yeah we gotta wrap this up uh so i take it you guys like it we'll move oh, yeah. on yep uh the next thing we're gonna talk about is man who fell to the earth uh and i've been telling everybody please please watch it because i've been watching it. i felt like i was watching it by myself um but i love this show like i really really like it the first episode is a little weird because it's supposed to be weird. It's 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 we're getting it from uh, what does he call himself? Faraday. Faraday. because he stole it off the cop's name. Um, we get it like really close up in his face, his point of view of all the things that are happening to him as he's learning English, as he's learning, you know, how to communicate and all that stuff. Uh, and then the show kind of levels out a little more as he gets more custom and as he starts actually going on his mission. Uh, and once you understand what the mission is, which really you don't get till the end of the first episode, where you get the whole vision of the character from the movie, basically. Now is an old man, and he's like, this is your mission, this is what you gotta do, and... Sorry I was such a jerk and didn't really do my mission because I was chilling out on Earth, having a good time. Uh, so once you understand what his mission is, you understand the scope that it's really big. So I, I, And I like the relationship between uh, the two main characters. I like the build of it. The cast is terrific. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Just exceptional. Jimmy Simpson, uh, I think Allison or, uh, is a big fan of Jimmy Simpson, but he shows up. And uh, no, I, I like him. I'm not a big fan, but I, he's he's a, he's a capable actor, definitely. I I did not realize, but when once they started talking about dates and what I started doing math, it's like, wow, this isn't a remake. 
this is a, a sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel. Yes, Which it's a is... sequel of Stranger in a Strange Land. Well, no, the the book is the book is the Man Who Thought of Earth, as well as the movie, the original movie from seventy six or seventy seven. David Bowie, the David Bowie movie. David Bowie movie. The David Bowie movie. But I thought I thought that that was a, a the movie version of Stranger in a Strange Land. The 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 book is the Man Who Thought of Earth as well. Which yeah, could have been okay. an homage ripoff of Stranger in a Strange Land, but no, it's just it's well produced. I, I I was when I saw the opening when I saw the credits after the first after the pilot episode, I'm like, these are the people who brought us. I mean, I like some of the new Star Trek shows, not all of them equally, but this is the you know the people who do Star Trek can actually do hardcore good sci-fi. It's like, why don't you bring that sensibility to the other Star Trek shows? <laughs> That's my comment. I feel like maybe maybe because they're I don't know hampered a little bit I think that's too strong of a word but um, you know there's there are like stricter sort of I don't rules. know structure yeah. slash rules exactly for for Star Trek, Trek? Um, yeah. but Trek Trek um, but I will say this uh, I think the the talk around the, our podcast people um, is that the f- first episode was sort of iffy I. I, I like the one. first episode I thought, a yeah, lot. I thought it was really strong visually. Nothing we haven't seen before. I mean, again, I know I talk about sci-fi tropes. Um, but but that being said, you know, it was very like, I, you know, every movie that does like, you know, man, man out, fish out of water, uh, you know, alien landing. I mean, I think it even reminded me, if you go as far back as Starman, I think with Jeff Bridges, you know, we've, we've seen all of it. And even a lot of the learning the language and the, this and that, but the visuals, you know, of his point of view and then what's happening, you know, how we're seeing it, how he's seeing it. Uh, I thought the cutting was really good. The editing, um, the acting was very solid in the first episode. Uh, by uh, him, by the alien Chewie, right? Is it is, is it Chewie? Yeah. Chewie? Yeah. Um, so so um, yeah. But for me, so even though, and I I say this all the time, also like if you can't give me a new mousetrap, build it, you know, build it better, you know, make it make it a little better. So I don't think it, again, I don't think they did anything even remotely uh, new or you know, you know, oh my god, that was such a surprise. But I just love the feel of it in the beginning only. Really, it sort of gave me like an American Gods feeling, especially when he had that entire garden hose down his throat, uh, and he's like naked. And I thought, how weird and kinky is this gonna get? Um, and I was okay with that because I was like, okay, this is maybe it's gonna be super hardcore. So it created all this tension and anticipation for me. Um, you know, this to me is the show out of out of range could have learned from this show you know what i mean uh and i, I laughed too because it was like a lot of it was set in the middle of a you know sort of a deserted deserty kind of n- non-populated thing um it gave you so much information i mean it really did uh by the end of the second episode and i will talk about details um you know the again the 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 whole like oh he's probably gonna kill the dad you know what i mean but i knew as he was walking in there and he put his hand over his throat i thought oh no he's gonna heal him because i i did not know that like the tension in that scene because because i mean because basically the way that they've shown him and how his mind works and his logic I was like, oh, is he just thinking that if the dad's not there, then she'll do the mission? I was like, "Mm, it's not going to go the way you think, dude. Um, So I like like that tension. I think they've gone a long way to saying he's a benign presence. And and they're not going to go there. He's not going to commit murder and then tell you, well, I'm here to save everybody. 
yeah. So, so it's, I, it's for, that's what I figured he'd do. He would he would correct. heal him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, uh, when I saw the first episode, I really wasn't sure what to quite think of it because there there were things about it that I did like, but there were other things where you know, I mean, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was almost channeling Alan Tudyk in terms of his performance of the alien. Um, I I just kept seeing you know uh, resident alien vibes from from this kind of thing. Um, but that I, I think the the less extreme he gets, the less I'm seeing that, and the more he's care- creating his own character. So that that fortunately does you know straighten itself out as as the episodes go on. Um, the rest of the cast I think is is mostly good, and Bill Nighy is amazing. He always is. Uh, always. More Bill Nighy, please. Um, uh, the only thing that I really actively do not like are the two bad guys, Jimmy Simpson and Kate Mulgrew, because I think they're acting for like the, the the back row of a theater that's at least a mile long. They are so over the top, mustache I, I, I think that, I think, I don't think Kate Mulgrew is doing that. I think no, the other she guy is. No, she, I no, mean, no, no I don't think. absolutely worse. He's way worse. He's I, I don't. Psychotic. Right. But I, she's, she's just pure evil too in her own way. Uh, and, I and, think her way is a little more subtle. I would disagree with that. You know, but that's, that's, such degrees of extreme anyway i mean it he is so fantastically over the top yeah that, he is, absolutely. i mean that that she is over the top too but just just doesn't reach quite the stratospheric levels that he does but there's still there's still cartoon cutouts of bad guys i don't accept either of them as real people and they seem to be acting in a different show from everybody else so I, yeah, I don't, I, I do not care for them at all. I, I want to see very little of these characters and I, I know I'm going to be disappointed in that. I was about to say, I feel guy. like that's where this is going. But that's yeah. exactly where this is going. I, I know where this is going, but um, yeah, that's the only thing that I think doesn't work. And I think they could work as characters if they would just be treated more as human beings and, and not cartoons. All right. I'm in. <laughs> That's your comment? Okay, I appreciate it. Very quick, concise. Thank you. Appreciate it. Next up, we want to talk uh, Halo. And this is episode eight. We miscounted last week. We thought we were on eight last week. I thought there was only one episode, but we were actually on seven. So that was my mistake. There was actually nine episodes of Halo. Uh, So, Tom, do you want to lead us off and tell us what you thought? I was going to ask, is what's your face evil? And obviously she is. Well, who's her face (laughs) Uh, the doctor. Oh yeah, absolutely. She kidnapped. She kidnapped a bunch of children and replaced She's them with clones that were awful. gonna die. Die. She killed their parents and then kidnapped the children. Okay. Yeah, so, she's yeah. just totally, evil. totally evil. Um, the fascinating thing about this episode is, like, everybody's got an ulterior motive. It seems, and everybody's trying to outplay everybody else, including Cortana. <laughs> oh, Cortana was great. Cortana was awesome, but yeah, it was a great episode. And and that that ending, it's like, what the? Seriously, seriously, you're gonna end the episode there? Y'all suck. <laughs> All right, uh, Peter, you didn't get to chant talk last time. What you think of Halo? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I I agree that uh, uh, 
Halsey is pretty much full Palpatine by the end. Oh her, yeah, yeah. Good, good analogy. Good, good analogy. Order, order, order sixty six. <laughs> I was like, all right, yep, <laughs> like, uh, protocol forty four, whatever she called it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really sixty six. No, I know, but you, the analogy is great. It's a great analogy. Um, I think that um, the thing that actually was heartbreaking to me was when. Um, McKee, McKee, Mackie, Mackie, Mackie gets to the UNSC and she's like, oh, my God, John needs help and everything. And of course, it's at the same time that um, uh, the daughter, what's the daughter's name? Keys. Keys realizes that it was her voice. Yeah, and she did do that stuff. It's yeah, true. She absolutely killed an entire she crew of ship. Killed them. Yep. But at that point, I was like, actually, I feel like she. She was switching a, sides. Yeah, she was switching yeah, sides. Yeah, I think she was sort of switching sides. And then they electrocute her. They tase her. And that just PTSDs her right back to being a kid. I'm like, nope. I was like, well, now you've just basically flipped the switch. And it's like, there's no – it was like, nope. She's going to kill you all. <laughs> and I kind of was like, oh, I kind of like them maybe working together and everything. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was good. I liked the big scene with the, him fighting the Spartans, which – is interesting oh. because the Master Chief is usually so powerful, but he doesn't have his armor. So it was like, well, yeah, he's going to get his ass whooped. Um, I did like um, Cortana helping him. You know, like, you go left and everything. I thought yeah. that was good. Um, and I was happy that Kai, you know, broke out of her because she got knocked out and she comes in and saves the day. So, yeah, it's all ramping up for a pretty good, uh, hopefully a satisfying finale. So I don't. I don't really have any notes. Oh, you know, I feel like well, my only note, uh, probably, you know, it's an hour episode. It's only it's only nine episodes total. They they clearly had a rush, like the, John and Mickey Mackie having sex, their relationship. Like, yeah. all right, I guess we're doing this. Like, I mean, like I, yeah, I mean, it was a little a little rush, but whatever, it's fine. Like, you know, that's my only thing that I was like, was that earned? Do I believe that? But eh. But overall, but overall, yeah, I liked it. I did not have that. It's rushed because I didn't have that in my shipper bingo. So <laughs> I, I basically, I was like, ooh, Kai is going to end up with keys or Kai is going to end up with the Master Chief. And then this happened. I was like, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, you know, the whole time that that particular scene was going on, I was thinking, does she even know how to do neither sex? one of this have had neither one of them have had sex neither one of them i mean well, yeah. well i don't know maybe they they deliberately wanted to to give him an experience just so no their whole thing is no emotions no experience other than doing the job and staying on mission that yeah is, so i mean i don't know if it's like most of their time is going to spend be spent figuring out where where everything you know, goes, a goes <laughs> to slot b um I, it's it's because she's been raised by aliens and, you right know, he's, right he's, this and yeah so i i I don't know that i i necessarily believe that because instead of getting into the scene emotionally i was just asking myself questions (laughs) um and uh, you know after all the the creepy aliens and everything else on the show the thing that grossed me out most was her pulling her fingernail off oh that Um, was that was really bad yeah i i actually but that that was a nice character thing because i she she reached this point where she didn't want to to hurt anybody and I thought that's that's the most real thing. It's like, can I trust her? Can I not trust her? But that was like the key to the audience saying, yes, she's actually changed right. sides. And exactly. she didn't believe Halsey, too. 
like she Halsey gave her spiel and she's like, you know what? Nope, don't nope, turning you off. <laughs> so I was like, yay! I, and so it really does suck when they just start, you know, hitting her with the electro rod or whatever, and they're burning the back of her neck. And I was like, mm, you guys. Yeah, are- and I mean, it was predictable, I guess, but it was, it was, it was uh, actually hurt. It, it well actually done. hurt my feelings yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt for her as a character and, you know, it was like, oh, this is totally wrong. Um, and I'm I'm interested. This this was the penultimate episode. So I'm really interested in what happens next. Agreed. Really. And then you guys can play the video game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw you guys like, no, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, Microsoft ports it to uh, PS5. Really? Which, uh, yeah, that's not happening. Day in hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Strange New Worlds. Um, and this was episode two. And, oh, my God, it gave me everything I ever wanted to know about Ahura that I didn't know that I wanted to know about Ahura. Um, I think this was more backstory than in the entirety of all of Star Trek that we've gotten on her. And sure. it was great it was glorious i loved it i i mean i knew that the character originally she could sing but having her knowing how many languages she knows and then having this beautiful voice figuring out how the math and the glyphs work and all of that it just i was like she's awesome so i am totally 100 percent in camp uhura right now so uh yusin you haven't talked in a bit what did you think um, yeah, I, I loved it. I definitely, definitely loved it. I, 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 I second what you said. Um, you know, she's always sort of been a, you know, minor character, you know, very symbolic and, and whatnot. Um, so what they gave us, not just that they gave us, but what they gave us and even how she delivered it, you know, and. The and actress did a great work. job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the actress did a great job. I think it's like I said, her character is written well. This is outside of the backstory, you know, um, just really wonderful, you know, lots of texture and lots of, you know, and she could handle it, you know, she could handle what they gave her, you know, that's so important. Um, so yeah, it was incredibly strong. Uh, and, uh, and I like, I think I mentioned this to you. I like that it was the second episode of the series. Do you know what I mean? Like really, it just, they featured it, you know? And, um, uh, and you know, it wasn't sort of buried in the middle of the season or, or I, I don't know. I just, I really liked that as well. Uh, you know, that was sort of, I don't know if important is the right word, but it was notable, noticed, you know, noticed by me. Um, the, so, I mean, as far as the entire series is concerned so far, right. I love the look of it. It is beautiful and they've done this really weird thing or i would say almost impossible which is to make it retro and futuristic at the same time like it is so gorgeous and when i heard you know where, when it was going to be said and how it was going to be said and blah 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 i thought oh god are they going to do some sort of weird like homage or or are we going to go back to like that look you know full look of star trek and i thought i don't know that i want to watch that you know um so i know boring but as a costume designer i was so impressed that how they gave me the energy and the sort of feel of you know pre star trek certainly pre discovery and yet it was sleek and still kind of modern and super sci-fi and really wonderful to look at their even their spacesuits and even the the ship itself you know it's like you know, how do we make 
science fiction, you know, uh, stuff for us, the modern audience, uh, and, you know, and, and then yet still make sure that we know that it's, you know, the technology is so much older. So the, 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 everything about it, I think in terms of looks, I love set design and cinematography. The last thing I will say though, is, and I complained about this to you is I am sorry, but you know, I don't, you know, and it started with Alien and even Ridley Scott, who I love, you know, and I know he wrote the script. If you are, your literal job in life and career and everything is to, you know, discover new worlds, you know, strange oh, be new a worlds. Oh, xen- a xenoanthropologist, anthropologist, yes. yeah. But how in the world do you go to these planets and just be like, doop de doop de doop you know what Let I mean? Let me and touch like, the big glowy egg. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's That's like, pretty. Let's shiny. Let me I touch mean, it. and then, you know, so he's like, I don't know. What, what should we do? I'm going to walk up to it and touch it with confidence. He wasn't even like, oh, this is probably a bad idea. But, you know, and I thought, come on. So that was incredibly weak for me. And it almost made me, if the Ohara storyline wasn't so strong, then they even yell at him to say, stop. You know, and you'd think that he'd be like, oh, all right, maybe it's a bad idea. So that was that was really annoying enough for me to be like, I don't know. But, but that being said, of course, I'm not going to bail. And the look of the show is great. And they did a great job with O'Hara. So, and last thing I will say is when, when that guy was walking up to the egg, the character, I literally was like, wait, is he wearing a red shirt? I was like, I can't <laughs> tell. I'm a it's, it's Lieutenant Kirk. Yeah. He doesn't have uh, a red shirt on. We know no, exactly when he dies. I know. Yeah, so I can't die it. here. Yeah, I'm teasing. So I, I just really was like, is he wearing a red suit under that spacesuit? Um, because that's how stupid it is, you know, yeah. and it's not how cliche and it if is. He, so. If he was going to take a hit like that, it, it could have at least done something good, like seared off his ugly porn stash. You oh, know? my I, God. I, what is up with that mustache? What is the deal? Oh, my God. Lose the caterpillar on his lip. Oh, it is ugly. It is so ugly. We just finished it's, watching it's, uh, yeah, a show ugly. that's all about a character who used to play porn stash. Yeah, I'm just saying, that's true, that's true. but that's, that was for a joke. That mustache yeah. was absolutely the punchline of a joke and they did it deliberately. I feel like this actor feels like his mustache is classy and it's uh, not. Uh, it's so yeah. not. It yeah. is so not. You know, the thing is my feelings about this particular episode when you, you, are a lot like what you were talking about last week where you said you didn't like Nurse Chapel because she just wasn't Nurse Chapel to you. Well, you know, I, as much as I liked their their character here in the, in this in this episode of the ensign she she was a great character she just wasn't ohura not well, to also me. but she's uh, also an ensign she's like 15 years younger than the ohura she's a cadet. yeah she's not an ensign yeah she's a cadet she's only like 18 that was the same issue with nurse chapel she's much younger um, but I mean, is, she feels I, like I a just, completely different person. I don't feel like this no, just feels like a younger version. I can see, I can like see her growing style. into Ahura. I can't, especially because when they asked her the question during the dinner party, um, well, you know, why are you here, and 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 what are your feelings with with Starfleet? And she's like, well, nah, I'm not really all that crazy about Starfleet. I don't know if I'm going to be here long because what I wanted to do is is you know, so much different. And I'm thinking if you're unhappy with Starfleet now, wait until they make you a glorified telephone operator. Um, I just couldn't imagine that this girl who has all these abilities, all this knowledge, all this talent, and, and already is thinking of, of going off in, and specializing in another field is going to be okay. Just sitting around the, the, uh, the, the, there. 
the well i know, i well first of all bridge. this show, yeah and, this and show yeah but this show is you know, different than the other show so it is but it, you have to be able to look at this person and say is this person going to grow into i that think so. i absolutely and because I, it seems sad to me that she'd grow into this person i think the whole point is i think the whole point well one i think the job that we're going to see her do is very different than what we saw Ahura do because Ahura was just the phone operator. I don't think that's what the job is going to be that Ahura is going to do because the well, not the, in the, this show. Yeah, the, it's evolved. It's evolved. So the job description but, but has evolved. We have evolved. to believe that she turns into that person. But I do believe. I do. Just, I just. I. I don't see believe that. that I'm not saying the job is the same. But anyway, that's a whole different discussion. Tom hasn't spoken yet. Hurry up, Tom, because we're we're running out of time. We got one more show. No, I enjoyed the, uh, the episode. Uh, aside from, I thought it was bold of Pike to say everybody comes back from this mission. It's like well, <laughs> he hasn't obviously watched classic Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> well, no they didn't bring security shirt. with them, so there you go. <laughs> so what'd you say, Tom? Nobody was wearing a red shirt, so maybe that's why you could say that. Yes, they were all <laughs> wearing encounter suits. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? No, I'm in. Oh, <laughs> oh and Anson Mount's hair deserves its own award. That's yes. true. His hair is amazing. Very His... brill cream. Very 60s. But wait, I really want to say that the security officer is totally giving me vibes from um, The Expanse. Her character, not just look. Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I know she you told, mean. I thought it was her at first, and I was so excited. I thought, wait, what? I don't remember hearing that she was cast in this. So, yeah, no, I was, I kind of, I love it. I do. And like I said, it wasn't just, just a visual thing. She was giving me the energy, you know? So um, I like her character as well. I don't know. I don't think we've talked about her at all. So, Not yeah, yet, I like But her. I'm sure we're going to get it. excuse me. I'm sure we're going to get an episode all about her. But let's move on. Sure. Next up, we're going to talk about Hacks. And uh, we were talking about the first, they dropped two episodes. And this it basically resolved the conflict from this from the cliffhanger from last season which was <laughs> oh my god she wrote this email that said gave spilled all the tea and oh. now the first two episodes are about oh my she's gonna get caught she's like oh my god i'm gonna get caught i'm gonna get caught i'm gonna get caught and then it's her agent going through all kinds of gymnastics to try to bury the email and the conclusions of uh <laughs> Her being an idiot. She is not bright. She is not bright. Uh, Tom, let's start off with you. What did you think? I thought their solution was elegant. That Jimmy, the agent, is working his butt off to keep the email a secret and calling in every favor he knows how and subjecting himself to torture, i.e. his extremely incompetent uh, assistant. Not just her being incompetent, it's her sexual harassment issues. Lecture. Well, she's she's incompetent. She's incompetent too. Though. Yes, those two things. But I, I, I think I, I, I think you I, can I, forgive I, the incompetence. I think it's yes. the whole trying to have sex I with him part that bothers yes. him the most. But for sure, the, uh, it bothers uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch it. It makes me so uncomfortable. And I also thought there was that great moment in the in the uh, the first episode where Jean Smart sees her ex uh, fling. The, the dude who fired her from the casino gig. Oh, and sure. Who was renowned for going after younger women. And she meets his his new age-appropriate girlfriend. And she is so dumbstruck. Yeah. She literally can't speak. Right. Yeah. It's just like, wow. I feel <laughs> like that means he's going, he, that, that woman has something he wants. Because he's super oh, shallow. Think? 
Yeah, that but dude's maybe, super shallow. Maybe, maybe that's his growth. And I think maybe that's why I don't think he grew. Scene, those were poignant because she was like, oh my God, like we maybe could have had something because clearly, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not about my age. You know what I mean? No. I, I know that's know. what she was thinking, beautiful. but he's a douchebag. So I, I, I am going to the, the more reasonable solution, which is that woman's really an heiress of something. She has something that he wants. Yeah. I'm gonna well, I... go rainbows and puppies and be more positive. I want. <laughs> I want... Oh, she's not gonna do that. But I no, no, I mean some... him. I want. I want. I want. I want to find out that he's legitimately grown in the show. Otherwise, he becomes a little bit of a caricature. Yeah, you know but he's I mean? always been a caricature. He is a caricature. Right. Yeah. I, yes, I'm not saying he wasn't. I want growth. It's season yeah. two. I want every of my characters. That to, seems too. To but uh, well, but you need almost... to see the growth happen. We didn't see anything. I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to be seeing enough of him for, for character to grow. Uh, that's like, true. She's on the road now, so it's not Where? like she's in Where? Vegas and they're going to be constantly Where? running into each other. Yeah. But then fine. I don't need the growth. I just – I don't need to see the growth. I just if, – if that's all they've given us and they don't give us any more story, including that he's using her, that's fine then. So then it was a one-off of, look, he's changed and, uh, and, and she's not changed I don't buy it. That's to me the energy of like he you know she's not the one he changed for and so and people do can absolutely change so but I, I, Tom, I, I Tom's been to... we interrupted Tom Sorry, we interrupted Tom I, I liked the moment with uh, Deborah's later moments with DJ and her son-in-law and the image the image of the two episodes was Deborah ringside at the end when she gives oh, him that the was great, great. Talk. yeah that was great. Yeah. blood that was just yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good uh, Allison, your thoughts. Um, overall, I I enjoy this series. I, it's it's funny. I I like the two characters. Actually, I should say I like Ava this season. I she annoyed the hell out of me the first season. Yeah. Um, and I, I still think don't really like her, her this season. I think I, well, she's I think too dumb. they're making her. I think they're making her more approachable. She's she's you know it's like they're, they're, her reactions to things seem a little more reasonable than than petty and childlike like, as they were in like... season one. You don't like Jean Smart? No, no that's not what I said. I the other her. one. The, 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 I, I just, Ava. Ava, Ava is the, the, young, the young girl. girl. That's what I'm talking about. The writer. The writer. The writer. The writer. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah, right? Yeah. Deborah no, Pan. Deborah is the older one. And she's, yeah, she's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's great. I, I would say, you know, overall, though, the only thing that I, I don't care for on the show, and I, the more I see of it, the more it just, it just grates on me. Is, is the whole, uh, you know, Kayla, the receptionist girl. Oh. Uh, because she's, it's a double whammy with her. Number one, she's a running fat joke, which I think yeah. in 2022 we should be over by now. And number, and number two, we it, it flip the genders, and this, this sexual harassment thing would be not funny at all. No. And I don't think it's cute and winsome just because it's a female going after a relatively Superly creepily. And the way, and, and it's like because her dad owns the company, he can't do anything. Exactly. Which you, is, you I was like, his choice, yeah, his choices are leave the company or go to, what is it, he had to, now he has to do anger management? Well, you know? I guess yes, now he's stuck in anger though. management for the next 52 weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not, it, it's it, not it, funny. it angers me no. every time no. I see it. It really yeah. does. I, I don't think it's funny. I, I wish they would either get rid of the storyline or find some way to rewrite it and, and, and flip it some other way. But it's, yeah, it makes me crazy. Yeah, I also find it 
really uncomfortable to watch for the reasons why Allison said, but also because, you know, just the regular reasons. I mean, we're supposed to find it, uh, uh, you know, uncomfortable. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I gave lips. I, I, I mentioned it earlier as well. I, I didn't even actually think about that, Allison, though, that it's like the weakest part of the show. I mean, obviously, by default, it is for me as well, uh, because I just really don't like the scenes. It then makes me uncomfortable to watch them. Um, but I wanted to go back to somebody saying, or you guys all talking about how unlikable Ava is. I, again, I can't agree more. But, Allison, I think you said something about, uh, like, her reactions being more realistic or this or that, you know, I'm not trying to be dismissive. I just can't remember the words. Um, but Deborah literally says in the car, right, uh, you know, when they get back from the the diner, she's like, I, I thought you were, you know, you could really, you're a good writer for me because you really understood me. And then she was like, you're just like me, though. You're selfish and you're mean and you're, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I was right. like, that that is literally really the whole like story. That. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good yeah. scene. Uh, Peter. Peter, do you want you wanted to talk about the diner scene? You you were talking about that. I just yeah, I gotta say, to me, I really thought that diner scene was <clears throat> really effective. It was like oh, amazing. seeing this person, she has to read this email. Oh, that was really I, uncomfortable. I really appreciated that. As as awful as it was, there are moments where where Deborah is sort of laughing. You know, is is sort of thinking it's funny to some degree. And I, I I liked that up and down and and that of of how cringy like that moment was. Um, and I thought it was great that she's suing her. I, was like, <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't have drank that coffee, by the way. She's like, here, I brought you coffee. I was like, nope. I was like, they can't not be together. That's the show. And I was like, oh, she's suing her. I was like, okay, that's funny. Like, um, so yeah. I but but the diner scene I thought was just so strong. It was just so emotional and it really worked for me um that was the highlight that's her real that's her that's the emmy tape she sends in i think i mean it was her reactions she didn't even talk much in that scene but her reactions were amazing peter i, I second you for sure yeah but i really like the show i'm a big i'm yeah i'm a big fan so all right um, yeah looking forward to more of it let's wrap that up i think we're all saying thumbs up that hacks yep. the you know this season has been great so far I cannot wait for more episodes. Hopefully they keep dropping too. That would be cool, but I'm not holding my breath. Wait, is Hacks like during the week? Barry's on Sunday, right? When is Hacks? I don't Friday? know. I'm not your TV guide. I got to wrap this podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook, sci-fi.radio, Wheatonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye.